When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Fantasy Football Scout Deadline Dilemmas ahead of game week 21. Um, we're recording, obviously it's Thursday night, we've got a deadline tomorrow um, because of a game moving, so quite unexpected. Um, and I'm really happy, especially in a week like this, uh, to be here again with you, Praz. Well, uh, everyone's made early transfers, so are there any dilemmas? <laughs> well, we haven't. We haven't used ours, but we've got a lot less team value than we, than we did at the start of the break. Exactly, exactly. Well, I just thought I'll share, uh, I'll, I'll share this uh, team, team value joke uh, or early transfers joke, but I do feel for people who went early. So this wasn't a, a dig at anyone. Uh, I think everyone should play the way they have to. So how are you doing? Yeah, okay. I'm, you know, I'm actually really excited the game's back. Um, I, I thought quite early in, early in the, well, in the fortnight, I thought I was all set. Yeah. Um, then I went through this whole period of uncertainty and I, I think I'm almost there again, I think, but I've been kind of worried about tonight because I know you think about this stuff a lot. Well, I think nothing has changed now since Tuesday, I would say, because Carabao Cup results, even though Chelsea lost, there's people, you know, the bookies still have them favourites. So maybe the odds have dropped a little bit and then Liverpool won. So I, I think since Monday, no, no new information has come about. Maybe small nuggets like Haaland apparently wasn't fully training so there's lesser likelihood of him starting and things like that but i don't think much has changed in the landscape so if you were there with your decision on friday or sorry monday then it should be pretty good now too i think i think it's just been i mean yeah stuff like harland i think a lot of us have just we've got the assumption and we've had it a while now that he's going to be out and i think no matter what we're just going to try and wait another week with yeah. with him but it was even things like i messaged you in the week um about i thought i had this master plan and it involves selling watkins and then you quite kindly pointed out Watkins possibly is going to be the best captain in in one of, one of the game weeks. Game week twenty six. So yeah, and then with something week. like that, then it's completely back to the drawing board again. But this is gonna, you know, the thing is, this is gonna change again um, in the seventeen days that we have coming up. In fact, I in fact had drafted a tweet which Ben has now uh, sent anyway, so I'm not going to share it. But basically, it was that between game week twenty one and twenty two deadline. There's 17 days, and in the 17 days, we'll have the Carabao Cup second leg, so we'll have confirmed finalists for Game Week 26. Um, we'll have the FA Cup fifth round, sorry, the fourth round, we'll have the fifth round draw, so we will then know with much more better probability the Game Week 29 blanks. Uh, we'll have a possible Game Week 25 announcements because that will be the four-week window uh, that they need to announce it by. You have the group stages of AFCON because Salah would have played the first full group and even the first knockout transfer window would have shut. You would get an update on Haaland, on Trent, <laughs> on Bowen, on Olise. Honestly, next three weeks, I've advice for everyone: just shut down all transfer price changes and and all of that. I think that's been the one good thing I've done this this fortnight is I was looking at the price changes at the start, and I did see a few glimpses because there's a couple of accounts I follow that say this player is due to drop tonight, and I've seen Salah and Son due to drop. I think it's almost every night and they obviously haven't dropped every single night. So trying to ignore it a little bit, just be relaxed. That I'm going to lose like 0.6 million or, and it's not, probably not even close to that. I've lost actually. So 
Yeah, I guess it's just going to be more waiting. So we've got a mad panic now for the next, what, less than 24 hours now till, till the deadline. Correct. And then again, accumulating information. And the reason I said all this was in response to Watkins point where we don't know the picture and the picture will itself change. It could fundamentally change. Let's say the city double doesn't happen in 25, but 28 picture fundamentally changes on who we need to buy and how we need to fund it. So all I would say is, yeah, just um, be open minded and, and, and the fact that things can change very quickly. I don't want to get too far into it yet, but I kind of I want to ask this now, actually. So, I mean, do you, because I was thinking this earlier, looking at my plan, that I'd rather be moving to City assets now than Liverpool assets, just because they've got that. Because what another problem I had was I was using a planner, um, and I got this perfect plan up to 25, but then obviously there's the blank in 26. So I click the next tab, and I'm like, oh, I don't have a team now for 26. But at least the City players, obviously, Pep Roulette aside, will have a fixture in 26, unlike the Liverpool players. But then in City, who are you confident that will actually be playing in 25? I mean, a lot of people have come to the consensus that Foden is the answer to that. But game week 25, is he going to play both games in, in a in a midweek and a, and, and, a, and a weekend fixture? So I agree with you fundamentally that we ha if we had three nailed City players, then those are better to get now ahead of 25 because you know that they will not blank in 26. But who are they? I guess Walker would be one. Obviously, Walker he's not missed a minute yet, but there's always that. There's always that little bit of doubt in your mind, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So, you, I, I guess the answer answer is yes. I, I would pick a City player just taking into account the chances of a double or a blank. But there is a scenario in which Liverpool double in twenty five and City double in twenty eight. So you look foolish, but you have to go with probabilities of what you have now. It would have been such a good week to go in with two free transfers as in game week 22 but i think a lot yeah. of us have been robbed of that luxury um i mean our teams are very different you've got a much deeper bench when, when, when we get to our teams as in you helps and i'll be rolling my transfer so yeah, yeah that helps that's the thing because you've got a fourth and fifth defender now whereas people like me we've got i've got charlie taylor i've got livramento charlie taylor it's unlucky with charlie taylor i mean he was playable this week to be honest uh, i mean him having a shoulder injury which by the way we haven't heard anything right no, we've not. No, we've not heard anything at all. So, I mean, he was very. He basically said he didn't want to accompany. That is, he he said he didn't want to give out information. Oh, yes, I saw that. I saw that. But and because mean, it's such an important game. Okay. But looking at future transfers, I don't want to be rolling with Liveramento and Taylor on my bench. I feel like it's going to be important because there's blanks and there's doubles. I want to have some kind of rotation going on there. So ironically, while we're trying to pull money out of our team so we can get Salah, Haaland, Trent, you know, the dream for the potential double, I'm also thinking I need to get my. Basically, I need to get my defenders as strong as yours, my backup defenders, because they're the easiest players to rotate as well. Yeah, but you know what? When we will be talking about getting Salah back, if we are getting Salah back in Game Week 25, then people with two cheapo 4.0 defenders will be laughing and saying, look, I can just sell Saka for Salah and just downgrade, you know, a Poro to a Gusto and I'm done. So it's a lot easier for them as well. And it, I guess it's cyclical. I think at this stage, it feels better because I can roll. But I do think in due course, in four or five weeks, when you have to shoehorn Foden, Haaland, Salah, uh, Trent, potentially, it becomes much And Watkins, it becomes harder. Well, that's like the balancing act, isn't it? Because, I mean, we always talked about it a few weeks ago where we said, you know how we both had two Arsenal defenders. They obviously had that bad run of fixtures. And obviously, it's not worked out since, but the fixtures now are amazing. So we'd held on to them for so long that they became good options again. But they've been conceding against Fulham and West Ham. So yes, they're good options. But I, we should have, I mean, 
again, looking at data only from XG conceded, at least another clean sheet or two would have been nice. And let's hope that we get it in the future. Do you know what? We'll probably get it when the doubles start kicking in. We start getting it while we've got like Saliba bench. Um, Do you know my experience? I got Saliba the week after he scored that header. So I had Gabriel playing in that game. And then in the week where he was playing Liverpool, I benched both of them. So, so much for a deep bench that I didn't play Gabriel. So my two centre-backs have scored two goals in the last eight game weeks. I've had zero. And obviously they haven't kept clean sheets. So it hasn't worked out so far. I mean, Gabriel was the only thing that saved me from not having Solanke. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I should keep it quiet. That he, Yeah, he literally saved me that week. But I was so upset because it was right after the Bournemouth game. I didn't even really celebrate. I was just like... Ugh. It's over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, don't forget those those that are watching, please remember to like and subscribe and you can still get 20% off um, for the Fantasy Football Scout members area. So so check that out. Um, I think, so yeah, what we were going to start with, I think I've got Mikvel Tok... Mik, Mikvel? Um, <laughs> I've got Mikhail Tokvam's um, transfer algorithm thing on the screen. I know you showed this on, on the wire as well, Praz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just thought it would be good because people like your explanation of, of doubles and well, blanks. I, I, can, I can spend a couple of minutes on it because... Um, we will refer to it a lot as we talk about replacements for Salah or getting Salah back. I think people need a reference point. So, by the way, the the um, the FPL handle is here, or the Twitter handle is here, at Mikkel Tokvam, M-I-K-E-L-T-O-K-V-A-M. Do follow him. Uh, he does basically this chart, which is the probabilities of game fo games falling in certain weeks. And the way to read it is one basically means you're expected to have one game that particular week. So the first game week where there is expected to be more than one is Bournemouth, who could play Luton, as people will remember their game was abandoned. So there's a 7% chance of Bournemouth-Luton happening in game week 23. Similarly, in game week 24, there's a 13% chance of Bournemouth-Luton happening in that game week. There's also a 4% chance of Liverpool versus Luton happening in that game, which is why you see 1.17 for Luton because they could have either of those games. Um, and why is Liverpool-Luton here? It's basically under the assumption that Liverpool make it in the Carabao Cup final and that Carabao Cup... So therefore, that game would basically move potentially to game week 24, but much more likely to do in game week 25, which is now 58%. Prob These probabilities have moved, by the way, according to Ben, this is now over 70%. And even the Man City Brentford game is over seventy percent. I, so... I do think, yeah, you're right. This was this was from I believe it was an update before the last cup game, before the Liverpool Cup game. Correct. So now that Liverpool have won the Carabao Cup, now why does yeah well the fact that they are more likely to now reach the final and the fact that they have an easy draw means that it, their fixture run after twenty six looks very bad, and so higher likelihood of the Premier League saying we need the FA saying we need to actually schedule it before when it was supposed to happen. And I'm, am I right in thinking, I'm pretty sure I am because you told me this the other day, um, but there's no chance that Liverpool can double at the same time as Bournemouth, for example. No, because then yep. Luton will have a triple game week because both yep. Bournemouth and Liverpool have to play Luton. And again, the likelihood of Liverpool having that game with Luton is higher because Liverpool have the bigger issue. Bournemouth Luton can go anywhere. They're not in Europe. They're they're not expected to win cups. I mean, apologies to the fans who are hoping for it, but there will be weeks where they can go in any time. Um, so, I think the Liverpool or people think that the Liverpool game can uh, will be the one that's scheduled first. Yeah, and I think that would only actually affect people that you know, if someone has Solanke or someone has Darwin, that's the only real effect that's going to be there, isn't it? They're not both going to double in in the same game week. And Correct. we could even get to 25 and you get people doing Solanke to Darwin or Darwin 
to Solanke if you know I know that's very that was that six percent chance of happening um possibly even lower now based on yeah. Ben's tweet um and that's what makes it complicated because game week 25 if Liverpool do double it's also the time when Salah would have been back from AFCON so there's a good probability so now go back to what I was saying in terms of information that we will learn in the next three weeks in the next well two and a half weeks we will know I would say we should know. We will get an announcement for game week 25 double. It may be that it happens between 22 and 23, you know, like a Friday, which would be very annoying if it happens between 22 and 23. But there's a good likelihood that we get to hear about 25 doubles. We will know about Salah, as I mentioned. So you will then be able to map out your path a lot better. Even if it takes a hit or two, I think you'll be able to plan a lot better. So for this week, back to the advice that if you're in a luxurious position to roll the second transfer, do that. If you're in a position where you're between two picks and one is cheaper and one is more expensive, maybe choose the cheaper one because you might need those funds to do other things which will be created by this alternative path that we will know in two and a half weeks. That's the thing. I think it's, yeah, trying to remain flexible. And that's that's the bit, actually, I've been spending a lot of time on, trying, trying to be flexible. Because if you remember that that move I did the other week, well, I tried to do, if you remember where I, I basically, I downgraded, um, I can't remember even who I sold, but I bought in Garnacho to free up a load of money so that I could get Pedro to Solanke the next week. And then obviously Haaland got injured in between. So it, yeah, that kind of, I didn't have like a plan B um, right. for, for something like that. And I suppose that's got to be in the back of my mind. injury was such a freak thing, right? It, it was a freak thing, but I guess it's just having, it kind of, it's kind of, the learning I got from that was to try and not do moves split over two. I know yeah. you sometimes have to in this game because you don't want to burn a transfer if you've got two. Um, but yeah, it was just a small learning. And I guess it's also, I don't want to shoehorn myself into a route so that I can definitely have Salah, Haaland and Trent and I'm buying loads of cheap players in. Um, and then if one of those gets injured, the whole plan is pointless. And I've just got a load of like, basically I could have a player like Garnacho in my team again, where I could have had a few weeks of Eze, um, if mm. you see what I mean. Yeah, although I think the time for Garnacho, you have a knack for picking players and then selling them before they become... <laughs> Sexy, basically. Yeah. Uh, you did this with João Pedro. Everybody wants João Pedro now. If they had a fourth striker slot, I guarantee everyone's fourth striker is João Pedro at the moment. Yeah. Um, and now you've done it with Garnacho as well, because I think back to what I was trying to say, a lot of people will just say, look, I've got two slots open. One, I can go shopping. I can get Foden. I can get whoever, Jota, an ex semi-expensive mid. And for the second one, do I want a gross or do I want the cheaper Garnacho? Because then Garnacho can sit as my eighth attacker when I get Haaland, but also give me the funds to do other things, including getting Salah back for maybe like a Saka or something. At least I'm getting into my rough plan, but yeah, that's well, that's essential. I'm interested actually where, where you have Garnacho minutes-wise, because the time I bought him, it was when you played Bournemouth. So yeah, sorry yeah. to bring, bring that game up, but you played Bournemouth and I think Rashford was ill as well. Yeah, And I think he still got about 60 odd minutes. I, I could be wrong. He might have, might have hit 70. Um, now I see he, people he's think he's you know, going to be an 80-minute plus player. No, he's still around 70-ish. Yep. See, the thing is, for the first time, and this is, Pranil said this on the wire as well, and I agree, and a lot of fans have this opinion, that it's working really well. Because what was happening before was Garnacho was supposed to only play on the left. He'd never played in his career on the right. And so to play Garnacho and Rashford together, you had to play Rashford on the right, and he was really bad at the on the right. I mean, he's done well for England on a couple of occasions, but Rashford's position is left. Mm -hmm. So he, we were trying 
Rashford with Anthony. We were trying Garnacho with Rashford on the right. It wasn't working. And so now over the last few games, Rashford is playing on the left, Garnacho is playing on the right, and it's working. And so it feels like this is it. This is going to be the starting front three as long as Hoyland is also fit. If Hoyland is not fit, then Garnacho plays on the left and Anthony can play on the right or you know, if Mount is back or whoever else. But Garnacho is not going anywhere. Uh, he's fairly nailed. But when I say fairly, when games come in quick succession, nobody is nailed, nailed, unless it's Bruno. Um, but he looks very good. And if he was, there's a Man United bias, I think. If he played for Chelsea, let's say, um, and which happened to Palmer as well, um, he would have more appeal because his last six game weeks, his actually XGI data is very good. And it's mostly XG, which again is not bad. I mean, if you're comp- if you're in line with a soccer, let's say, uh, over the last four or five game weeks, and all of your XGI is coming from G and soccer's half of it is coming from uh, from assists, then it's also there is also an appeal to that. Yeah, I think I think the thing with him is he's well, he's an absolute bargain, isn't he? So yeah. and now that we've we know for sure that Palmer he's the price of a fifth mid, but he's effectively a fourth mid. So I do think if I was wild carding. Um, and especially if there, you know, there weren't blanks and doubles, I'd want to have three strikers, obviously, possibly with with Pedro as as one of them, um, and then yeah, Garnacho as a, as a fifth, um, just to rotate in and out. That probably seems feels like the best structure. But I guess there's not many of us that can even really have that luxury at the moment, as in we're just there's trying to fight fires, moving pieces, and we're just trying to firefight. <laughs> so people will then hear us and say, why why don't people wildcard? The only answer is that a wildcard will be very beneficial for most teams this week. But the point is, is it going to be more beneficial later? It is always going to be beneficial, hopefully a wildcard. So we're just trying to weigh that up and essentially say that maybe later down the line, a wildcard will not only help for the future game weeks, it will also help you plan towards it. For example, if you're dead ending to a, to a blank game week. So we'll leave it there in terms of chips and go to our team. And I see uh, God Rick's hair also has a super chat. So thank you for that. And he's asking about captain thoughts. So we will definitely get into captaincy thoughts. This is a very open week. Definitely. And yeah. uh, Flappy has some spicy thoughts. So we want to discuss yeah. that. No, I think, I think that's the, well, transfers are probably the hottest topic, but captaincy, yeah, it's probably one of the most wide open ones we've had. Um, I mean, last week, last week was pretty wide open, um, but that was more of a 50-50, wasn't it? That was Salah against Alvarez. Um well, to be honest, this week probably is Saka against Palmer, but there are other options. So I guess we'll get yeah. into that in a bit. Yeah. Should we start start with your team, Praz? Sure. I mean, um, I can talk about it, but I also I want to talk about the paths that I could take depending <laughs> on transfers, right? And I think one thing I want to say is there was a lot of controversy on early transfers. And I want to just highlight how my thinking has changed just because of things that have happened in the week, not because players have gotten injured. So... I was initially basically thinking that I will do Sun to Bowen uh, early in the week. And there was obviously a, a devil on the shoulder early in the week saying, do you just want to do it because Bowen's going to triple rise? I didn't do it uh, for the reasons, not because I thought Bowen will get injured, injured, because I thought things may change. So mm-hmm. Paqueta's injury, for example, was a big one for me. If I knew, so if, if today Bowen was fit, but I knew Paqueta is out for six weeks or four weeks, whatever it is, I would not get Bowen. So that plan changes just based on not Bowen being injured, but just Paqueta not being there. Then I moved to uh, a plan of getting Foden on Monday when he was rising. And I thought, cup games are done. The draw is done. Let me get Foden for, for Sun. And that would work. Then, essentially, my mind changed to gross when the Trent injury happened. Because when the Trent injury happened, 
what I'm thinking now is I could just do Sun to Pascal Gross. And then for Trent, I can get, let's say, what's that Luton guy's name? Uh, oh, Andy Doughty. Martin's favorite, Doughty. I could get him or I could get Botman. I know people hate Newcastle defense, but actually from next week or the week after, they're fine. So I could get a 4.5 guy for Trent and that could fund Haaland for me. This is all for free transfer. So mm-hmm. I may, may not have to sell Salah. So the idea of going for Gross is to say, I'll just do Sun to Gross this week. And my team looks fine for this week. And then next week, I have the option to see who out of Trent or Salah do I need to get rid of to fund Haaland with my two free transfers. It could be uh, it could be Salah to Foden and then uh, Wood to Haaland. Or it could be Trent to a 4.5 defender, like I mentioned, and, and then uh, Wood to Haaland. So that's basically my thinking as of yesterday when Gross was about to rise. Um, and then I still didn't do it. Now, today... Sorry, go on. You had... I was I was just going to ask about probably the most boring part of the move. Well, I think it's the most exciting part of the move. When you said you looked at Doughty, because yeah. obviously he blanks in 26. So does, he does. does that make the plan fall down? or He also doubles twice. And I, was, I wasn't getting him this week. Mm-hmm. This was basically in the assumption that I find out more uh, in the next two and a half weeks, and maybe you know the, the Liverpool double doesn't happen, and the Bournemouth one happens, or Spur or Chelsea go out, and and so Spurs is not a problem. So it was it was just an option. Okay. And obviously, I wasn't making that move today, so it makes me comfortable to know I can deal with it later. I could get Gehi, I could get Burn or Botman. So there were other options in that. But I could get Gusto. So again, depending on the blank situation, there's enough defenders out there to pick. So, yeah. Um, so a lot we were talking about earlier, you got the flexibility to pivot. I guess if. If if one of them gets injured, you've got other options you can jump on, and the plan's yeah. not completely you know, ruined for a minus four or minus eight. I could do I could do Poro. I mean, I could have taken a hit for Trent, Poro, and um, and Wood to Holland, Estupinian, and you know Walker, something like that. So basically, I had enough options. But today, there was basically some things on Holland's not completely back. Um, and so my minutes estimation or my estimation of Foden playing through the middle went higher because I feel if De Bruyne will come on, last game he came on for Alvarez, so maybe if Foden plays the full game, so am I being too pessimistic against Newcastle who have looked really bad? And then I also thought of this alternate drift path that if I do Foden first, then next week if I have to sell Salah, I can do Garnacho instead of... And Garnacho would be my eighth attacker here anyway. Okay, so then you're getting towards the the ideal wild card if, if we had one, as in the structure-wise... So Palmer fourth mid, Garnacho fifth mid. Correct, correct. And so, and the second thing was today, uh, there was an article that Scout did on trend replacements and Spion Cop, I think this was also retweeted, basically replied that Trent is back basically against Chelsea. So, I mean, he, he said that in his estimation, Trent should be back in, I mean, he doesn't know, but he's saying what he's hearing through the club, it is three weeks, it's nothing more than that. Of course, there can be a, an issue and it can become longer. So then again, I'm thinking maybe it is it is uh, Salah who will go anyway. So why am I being conservative and getting gross this week when I can get Foden this week and next week actually choose between Eze, Gross, Garnacho, maybe Trent still goes. And if Trent will need to go, I'll probably need to take a hit but then I don't mind that. So I've now landed back on Foden, is the long story short. Um, and uh, I will sleep on it because Foden's not rising tonight. I'll see tomorrow. I'll see Pep's conference. And if Gross rises tonight, I don't care. So between Gross and Foden, one of those parts is what I'm thinking of taking. Normally, it's you can't buy them all. And now it feels like now it's like you can't sell them all because I've seen a lot of people getting, not abuse, but borderline abuse. Like, why are you keeping Salah? Why are you keeping Trent? 
But it's like unless people are doing like minus eight, fours, minus eights, minus twelves, they they're gonna be keeping one of them, possibly two. Um, I mean, yeah. some people are gonna have to keep three of them. Yeah, and and if I look at my team, if you if you replace Sun with Foden here. Yeah. I don't think I'm missing anyone big. Like maybe the wood position is one that is not ideal or the poorer position. I think those two are not ideal. But I think Wood against Brentford, he's playing, he's fairly nailed these days. Um, you know, and new manager bounce and everything else. I don't mind him. Yeah, I would have liked uh, Darwin maybe or an Alvarez in that position, but that's it. So carrying having the ability to carry a second free transfer and then reacting to Trent or Salah, which one goes, I think that has value. So that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, they were going to be the only ones I said that you don't have is obviously Alvarez and Darwin, but you're not going to be buying Alvarez this week. I mean, unless Haaland is ruled out for months, <laughs> literally months. Which, yes, the the City tw uh, Twitter account just tweeted that picture of Alvarez shooting, but behind him is, is Haaland. So it's not like Haaland is far off. So I think the general assumption that in two and a half weeks, Haaland will play is a good one. I mean... Yeah. And so it's good for you that one of the only players that you, I mean, you haven't got Alvarez, but, and he's quite highly owned, but there's, there'd be no reason for you to go for him. Even if you had two free transfers and nothing to do, that, that would be too short term. And to be honest, your money's so spread out as in you haven't got like the Charlie Taylor spot, the Liveramento spot. So you can, yeah, you can basically move anyone to anyone. And so many of the strikers are similar prices. And there's always Pedro to fall back on as, as well if something goes like Wood gets dropped or something like that. Correct, correct. And if I did go Foden this week and let's say Salah was doing well in AFCON, which we expect him to do, uh, then my idea of getting Garnacho is exactly that, that I can do. Then I have Garnacho as the fifth midfielder or the eighth attacker. Then by gimmick 25, plan would be Saka to Salah or gimmick 24 even. By downgrading Saliba to a 4.4 mid, I think by the time value will drop and Salah is also more expensive. So 4.2 mid, so that's the time when I will have to downgrade one defender spot. But again, I will look at what that is based on where the doubles in the blanks land. So you can definitely get to Haaland, Salah and Trent in 25 without much, without much pain? I'm hoping for. Okay. See, I can't. <laughs> well, selling Saka is a pain. I think by game week 25 because he doesn't yeah. blank he probably doesn't blank in 29 but Salah is probably the I'm, I keep thinking Salah is probably the best captain in game week 25 even be better than Haaland captain. could be triple captain so is it worth it although there's not much difference between Haaland and Salah so is it worth shoehorning him in even though Haaland is just maybe one x x point or uh, you know lower but for triple captain, maybe it makes a difference. Yeah, he he's the one I'm struggling with is Salah. Not to get onto my team too much, but it's just bringing him in and then probably almost immediately selling him to then want to buy him back again. It's a lot of transfers to have a player. I mean, it is the triple captainship, um, mm. but then there is still Haaland. It's not like he's the... I mean, he is probably the best captain in 25, but he's not a standout captain purely because Haaland is there. As well, assuming obviously Haaland's fit um, by then and yeah. playing, you know, his exactly. usual kind of minutes. But I mean, there are worlds, aren't there? You bring in Salah, triple captain him, blanks. Haaland does, you know, Haaland things, and all that. I, I mean, I guess we can't account for that, can we? That's just that's just the game we play. Um, and you also might be giving up stuff, I guess, in the meantime. Just you know, these little moves, like maybe someone will go for Garnacho instead of Foden. But if Foden goes on some crazy run over the next two or three and Garnacho, you know, just puts up two pointers, you cost yourself a lot before you get to Salah, the Salah. Correct. Correct. Harlem no, you're thing. absolutely right. You are giving up some, 
to get some more in 25. But yeah. th this is not a clear cut. And by the way, David has a question that I'm, am I no longer thinking about free hit 25? Absolutely. It's a plan. But right now, before the FA Cup fifth round draw, after the FA Cup fifth round, right now, I don't know which of Spurs or Man City is qualifying. Maybe I won't know even by the deadline because they draw and there's a replay. But there is a chance we find out. We don't know if between Chelsea and Aston Villa, who's progressing? Because that has implications whether Arsenal or Chelsea happens in 29 or not. So this is exactly my point. By game week 22 deadline, you will know so much about this future that at that point, you can then decide, am I free hitting? So I don't need to worry about Salah and Trent. Am I getting Salah back or not? Who am I selling? Is it Saliba or is it Poro? I just think it makes sense to keep keep your powder dry and then decide things uh, in, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that, that um, Arsenal-Chelsea fixture... What week was that? Was that 29? 29. 29. 29. That's, I mean, that's huge because there's a lot of us. I mean, we've both got triple triple Arsenal. There's a lot of people with, with at least two. And many have three. Then obviously everyone's going to have Palmer or the majority of people. There's Gusto's knocking around. Correct. Um, so Correct. yeah, that could be four or five players. And that could but define if we... not ideal players. So, I mean... Because they, they play each other. Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah. You, you could still make an argument that free hit 29 makes sense. So at the moment, chip strategy, guys, don't focus on any one week. We just don't know enough, um, you know, and uh, Finor is asking, why is TA not red flagged for me? It's just, you know, it's content creator privileges. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's basically because I took the screenshot for The Wire four days ago and I haven't changed the team since. Also, people don't need to adjust the TV sets. It, it's blurry. I don't know why it came through as all blurry, but <laughs> I think I think that's something at my end when I cropped it. Um, but yeah so yeah. basically your team is you're going to do one move you've got that luxury where you're just thinking about which player to remove and I mean players you don't remove you may well remove next week anyway so correct so I'm I'm planning Sun to Foden or Pascal Gross more likely Foden but I've been flipping on the two for a while um, and then I will roll my second free transfer and do two next week to get Haaland and next week, I will decide if it's Salah who goes to fund Haaland or Trent who goes to fund Haaland, essentially. I, I do like the gross pick. But one thing with that is, I suppose, because Pedro, my old mate, has become more nailed, yes. obviously gross is the second in line for penalties. But because Pedro looks like it, in the short term, he's going to be starting every game. And I know I keep getting comments that I talk about penalties too much, but I think they're, they're really important. They're important, because, for sure, for sure. Because if we knew, if Pedro was doing his old thing where, well, he didn't start about six or seven games in a row, but let's say he was starting every other game and so you've got gross on penalties every other game, that does give that huge bump does, in value. His comparison, Foden is not on pens, Bowen is not on pens, mm -hmm. Richarlison could be on pens, but Jota is not on pens. So we're comparing non-pens with non-pens. But of course, if he had pens, he would be even better. I agree with I you. I think that's the thing, especially when you've got the cheaper value. He's obviously way more nailed. He played those games at fullback as well, didn't he, a few weeks ago? But obviously, Esther Pinion's back now. Although, although not that he was bad when he played fullback. Um, and I guess that's why his minutes are so good, because he's so versatile. Um, but yeah, it was one, one I was looking at as well. Shall, shall I go to, to my team? Correct. Yes, we can. Yeah. I am conscious we didn't even read out my team. So oh, yes. Uh, yeah, sorry, Praz. Um, I'm back on yours. If you're read on out. audio <laughs> and you've been confused this whole way, this is my team. Uh, Ariola, who's playing Sheffield United in goal. Gabriel and Saliba playing Crystal Palace at home. I'm starting Poro um, out of no choice. Um, but, you know, he's fine. And then Sun to, like I said, to Foden or to Pascal Gross. And then Palmer, Saka, Richarlison. 
uh, in attack, I've got Watkins, Solanke, and Chris Wood. So, and I've got Konza as a good first bench. So this will be my three-four-three. Um, answering Harry in the in the comments, and uh, yeah, captain, we will after your team. Let's talk about captains. Okay. Also, Harry, I know you just mentioned one of his comments, and I'm not just picking him because it's Harry. Um, but he he actually mentioned Eze, and I think I know the answer why you're not going to go for Eze. But but, but why? I mean, it's just. I don't like the Arsenal entry point number one. Yep. And number two, we're relying too much on him being on pens. But there is this doubt when is Olise back? There is a, a, you know, are they better with the attack? So again, I think I'm open to Eze next week. As if I get Foden this week or even Gross, then Eze is a good pick. He's got really good fixture. I think Sheffield United home next week. So he is an option if I think that maybe the funds are not so stretched. So Salah to Eze could happen. That could still fund Haaland for me. I'd love it if Elise was back a little bit earlier, as in next week. Not because people have bought Eze, but like like you say, um, the reason I've been put off Eze is because, yeah, it's a tough fixture. We've both got double Arsenal defence for a reason, so don't want to go there. And yeah, if Elise, say he was back, we've then got a proper debate and split in the community. Because otherwise, I think with Sheffield United, everyone's going to pile into Eze to get, mm. to get to Haaland. A bit like people were piling into Bowen this week. because Again, it was mainly because of the Sheffield United fixture. Correct. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll load my team up. I've, I've revealed the players I'm not buying. Um, I've also set my team up on on screen, and I'll, I'll read it out now. Um, so Aria, so I basically the flagged players I put in my eleven. Not that I could put out eleven anyway. Um, they're the players I'm going to be transferring, transferring out. Right. So I've got two frees: Ariola in goal, Saliba and Gabriel, and Charlie Taylor. So I need to replace him. Um, so you are not taking a chance on him starting. Probably not. No, I don't think I will. I mean, there is actually some debate. Could I sell Trent? But I'm not going to because it looks like he could be back soon. And if not, I could just sell Trent next week. Yeah. Um, I could sell Liveramento. But because, I mean, he's basically going to be one point every week unless something actually changes. Um, although they've been bad defensively. So maybe maybe how we'll mix it up. But I, f- I feel like with him, he could improve. As in his minutes mm. could potentially go up. So I'm going to keep Liveramento. So I think it would be, would be Taylor. Because... I mean, if I'm not going to play him this week, when am I going to want to play him? And I barely, even if he was fit, I barely want to play him this week. I probably just would to keep the second free transfer. Yeah. So in short, I think I'm selling Taylor. Um, and then I've got, yeah, Son, who's definitely, definitely going to go. I mean, there is some debate if it's Son or Salah, but I think I'll do Son. And then, like, like you said, there's so much before the next deadline. So maybe keeping Salah could open up a different route or Salah just goes next week. So you will need a hit next week then? 100%. Yeah, I'm going to have to do two free transfers. Um, I mean, if there was positive news today and company said, yeah, Charlie Taylor, he's absolutely fine, then I probably would have just rolled him out and gone into next week with two frees. But I can't go in with Charlie Taylor flagged, live Ramento first sub. First of all, it's home to Man City. Second of all, he's probably not going to play. The only positive I can see is if he doesn't start... He might get more points than, than, than like Cher or Botman or something. You guys have completely... I don't know why the community has lost faith in Newcastle at home. Newcastle at home. People were dying to get Trippier and like triple Newcastle defence eight weeks ago. Yes, there has been some underperformance, but they have not forgotten how to play football. I mean, I think this is not a 4-0 game. I mean, it's at St. James's Park. I do agree. I, I do agree with the home record. The home record is very, very impressive and very different to the away, but... I still don't see the upside with Livermento. And to be honest, he's not going to start, is he? Based on, you know, the lineups recently, I'd, I'd be surprised. I mean, I'll, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, yeah. 
But, I mean, Harry makes a point that you could think about Livermento over Taylor, but look, uh, we, you see, you know, maybe even I, wait out for last I minute. I could, because I got Livermento for 4.2, so I could sell him for 4.3, whereas Taylor I got for 3.9, he's only got up half a million, so, uh, sorry, 0.1 million, so I can sell for 3.9. So yeah. yeah, maybe if funds are tight, I, I could potentially look at that. But then if Taylor doesn't start, I haven't got that one point coming off the bench. Yeah, I, I hear you. I hear yeah, you. so that, I mean, that one point could be huge. Um <laughs> To, to me but um because i would like to have something on the bench um but yeah so um, then i've got son richarlison palmer and saka and then up front i've got alvarez watkins and darwin so my bench will be trent salah livramento obviously to bravka it's as well risky, but uh, there's a lot there's a big break right if this was a midweek i would have said look this is very risky to go with no bench um yeah, I think I think for the value that you get out of holding both Trent and Salah, which obviously I'm doing as well, so I completely agree with you. Take you take a week and assess, and you see which one deserves a hit to get Haaland back, I, or maybe you get lucky and Haaland's not ready for Burnley at home, and Alvarez is good again. Well, that, no, that's that's the other thing. I mean, there's not basically with with Haaland not being fit, there's not with two free transfers, there's not a hit I can justify that makes any sense. I can't start doing a hit for a bench player. Yeah, because there's there's just no point in that. Um, or I don't think there's any point in that anyway. I just, I just, I have looked at roots. Is there anything I can do long term that's going to set me up really well? But like you say, without the information, there's, there's not. And so for Son, who did you say you're getting? Sorry. So Son. So earlier, earlier in the the fortnight, I was pretty set on Bruno. Mm-hmm. I've, I've completely gone off that idea now. Um, and, and when Liverpool were losing, I was thinking, oh, this is going to help me because there was then a chance of Man United blanking which looks right. much, much slimmer now with the one-goal lead for for Liverpool. Um, so I, I'm going to go for Foden. I think I am going to go for Foden there. Um, I, it was between him and Gross. Um, I, I, the reason I don't want Eze, I'm going to get Eze next week because I have to get Eze if Haaland's fit. I mean, I have to get Eze regardless, but Salah to Eze next week would enable what if, What if Salah in. is back, right? What if he exits the group stage? Yeah, then I'd need, then I'd need to pivot. This is you the thing. Minus eight or something. I want to plan for the future, but I have to be able to get a team out. No, no, but you have to see, look, the odds of Salah coming back in giving 22 or 23 are less than 20% or 30% or something. You have to go yeah. with the odds. So That's the thing. Yeah, and, so Salah out next week would make more sense. But equally, if Trent is also out a little bit longer than we thought, and little could mean three more game weeks, then you might have a minus four, minus eight coming, but look, play this game week and then, and then see where you go. Well, part of my... I've got a much lower team value than you. I've got a much lower team value than than a lot of people. So I'm probably going to have to make a decision if I don't free hit in 25 between Trent and Salah and probably can only have one of them, which right. it's it's not ideal, but I'm I'm I think I think I'm starting to be okay with it because I've just realized, you know, even if I do it, 26 my team's going to look awful. So even if I bring in Salah, you know, I match his points even though I, you know, let's say I ca- I, I ca- triple captain Haaland, I bring in Salah, I hope he blanks. And then I've bought him in for a hit and I have to sell him for a hit. I'm going to lose a lot of gain in, in 26 anyway. Yeah. So yeah. I've kind of made peace with the fact I can't have everyone because my team value is so bad. And the reason my team value is so bad is, well, Pedro, who I've owned twice and he kept dropping. Rico Lewis, who I lost like point, point 0.3 on. Um, yeah, there's been, I mean, Darwin has been hemorrhaging money. I hadn't even noticed. He's the only player on my team now that I've, you know, not gained money on. But I've got the midfield, like like you've got Richarlison, Palmer and Saka. I've no intention of selling any of them. There yeah. are some longer term plans, depending on where fixtures 
fall where actually Palmer might come out of my team for a little bit, as, as crazy as that sounds right now. Um, but there is a situation with the blank in 26 where Palmer might need to come out for Garnacho, and then I'll need to get Palmer back. Um, so I'm happy with the three mids. So it's basically Son and Salah, what I do with them. If mm. I did Son to Garnacho, it doesn't enable much. I mean, it, I guess it would stop me doing a hit next week. I could just do Alvarez up to Haaland, for example. But then I'm playing Garnacho this week. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. But look, I get I get the argument that you could be stuck with Garnacho. Salah's not back anytime soon. Haaland could be out, and then or there's another injury to a Watkins, or you know that funds the move anyway. So look, I mean, I think I think Foden is a good logical move this I th- week. I think part of it is because a few weeks ago I was stuck with Garnacho, as in I went into a game week like I've got to play Garnacho. I can't remember what the fixture was. I think it was a. Did you played Liverpool Anfield or. We did. Yeah, I think it was that game. So obviously it's the hardest, well, one, well, probably top two, you know, hardest games in the league for him to have. And yeah, I was stuck with him and I decided to sell him. So yeah, I'm not that enthralled with that. I think I want to go for Foden. If something starts to feel not right about it, like we had like after the World Cup last year or or, so, or something like that, mate, you know, I, I'd be happy to come off. You know, I don't have to commit to the double. The one thing about Foden is, and City in general is, they will play Spurs before the game week 22 deadline. So we will have one more game after this deadline. Well, we'll have the game, which is the Newcastle game. And then we'll have the Spurs game in which we will again be able to see KDB. We'll be able to see Haaland maybe. And then the Burnley game is in the middle of that. So you could even have a scenario. So I'm like painting a picture for you, a magical picture. With my weak um, bench. <laughs> is, is, is basically in the FA Cup against Spurs, Haaland plays, but then as a niggle or, you know, basically is not ready. And then Alvarez is your captain against Burnley again. You don't need to get Haaland. Or there's rotation, right? I mean, it's they, they are games in quick succession. So I think you're sitting pretty with Alvarez and there's a chance that Alvarez is good for Burnley anyway. That's the thing. I have to play for so many scenarios here. So, and like I said, the plan would have been just to roll, roll a transfer this week. But because of the injury to Trent, that's kind of taken that away from me. Because obviously I had Trent. I was actually a bit worried about benching Taylor at one point just because what he's done every time people needed him. But um, yeah, so I, I think I'm going to go for Foden. And like you say, stuff can always can always change with that. And then the Taylor replacement or defender replacement, let's say I do sell Livramento. I might look into that a little bit more. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, I mentioned him earlier. I had him, you know, earlier in the season as well. And it'd be Walker. Um, he, he was a funny one because I had him earlier in the season. He got me an assist about five minutes into owning him. And then I removed him on game week 10 wildcard because I was 0.1 short and I regretted it for weeks. And people who've held walk all that time have got really, really unlucky. Unlucky. Yeah. Like Luke, for example. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I want to go, I I want to go for a city defender and then, yeah, then I've got two Arsenal and a city defender. I mean, they're the best defenses in the league, whether that then brings on points. Who knows? I mean, no I, I, the alternative, actually, because I saw the thumbnail, I think Joe put together for this, and it's got Estepinian and, and Foden. Yeah. He's obviously the alternative. But I kind of want that double, and I want to get them in now. And Walker just has been consistently rising throughout the season because I think casual players, more casual players, have just been buying him consistently because they see he, he plays started, every week. He's the captain, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, even though not much FPL points, but look, I think I think there's an argument for to be made for both. I think the ceiling point that people talk about, I think Estupinian has a high one, <laughs> even though they've kept one clean sheet, which is the last game. But if they keep a clean sheet and he gets an attacking return, which is very, you know, he, he's very capable, then there's big points. So Estupinian sounds like a good 
pick as well, like a good upside pick. Yeah, and, and Walker's a funny one because, yeah, he doesn't really have any attacking potential, but there was that period. It wasn't just for City, it was for England as well, like late September, early October, where he was bombing forward all the time. You know, he looked really, really dangerous. And yep. I, honestly, at one point when I bought him, I thought I'd uncover the new Cancelo um, in, in Walker's la latter years, but I don't think that's the case. It is mainly minutes, but... And I think someone said he's only scored eight career goals, but playing for City, I mean, how many lucky assists do you see all the time? You just have to pass the ball to someone and they do the rest. Like, look at Darwin's Correct. first goal against, uh, sorry, first assist against Fulham yesterday. With Did nothing. Yeah, it was Jota. Uh, okay. Let's what, spend what do you think about that? About what? The fact I'm bringing in, potentially bringing in two City players. So I have Foden, I have Walker and I have Alvarez. It also commits me, if I do then bring back Haaland, to selling Alvarez, not Watkins or, or Darwin. Yeah, I, I, this is for that reason. I mean, De Bruyne could have an issue, right? He plays Spurs and he struggles and he's out. Alvarez is nailed. Not that... in the Haaland position, but in the KDB position. Now, some can say that maybe Fortran plays there in the middle. But actually, when KDB has been out, only KDB then Alvarez was preferred in the KDB role alongside Haaland. That's what we know. It may change, but I don't like the whole boxing in. Cause I the get that. Could Espe be Alvarez, Foden, Haaland. Yeah, especially going into a double, because I guess you want to be picking those three cities as late as possible. So, yeah. yeah, it is the one downside. But then what if everything just goes as expected? KDB's integrated, Haaland comes back. Then suddenly Walker's gone up in price because he will continue to rise over the over the coming weeks just because people will see he's got that potential double if he mm. continues to play every game. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Maybe I need, maybe I need to think about that defender a little bit more. But if I understood you correctly, uh, you are... Sorry, yeah, yeah, okay. You need to think about the defender. Okay, I... <laughs> I have to bring in a defender, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for Liver, or Livermento or Taylor, yeah. And I don't uh, have that much money, so I feel like going for Estepinian, I couldn't then ha I couldn't afford to have Estepinian as like my fourth defender. You're basically... Yeah. Um, the, the small downsides are KDB getting a niggle or the double not happening in 25 but 28. But then Walker is good anyway, even if it happens later. Well, then then so... I'll just have a quite bland effect. I mean, it is bland, but it's, you know, Gabriel Saliba, Walker. I think I'd be fine with that. Then then go for Walker. Yeah. If you if you think he's the better pick and he's got the minutes. I just warn you that game week 22 and 23 are in four five days of each other. So, and then City's schedule is tough, right? I mean, they play basically every midweek going forward after this two and two week break um, that's the worry after, with no bench <laughs> that's i mean this week should be okay because they play first mm -hmm. it's it's gimme 22 and 23 when it's a bigger problem and hopefully then trent comes back so it could just be a one week bench fair. problem fair although then if i kept trent i've got trent walker gabriel saliba which is actually quite a premium defense <laughs> which is fine i mean yeah Money is there, right? So well, not for me. Less so for me. You're gonna have to make peace with no Salah back. Yep. Anyway, somehow we've gone over 45 minutes, so we should let's do captain, captain, shouldn't we? Yeah. So I need to talk you out of Darwin. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Tell me, what what are you thinking with Darwin? So I I put it on him at the start of the week because I I was convinced he had a hundred percent penalty share. I was like absolutely convinced of it. I've looked back. I won't go into too much detail, but I look back at like preseason last year. He did take a penalty with Salah on the pitch. 
Obviously, it's a friendly. I'm not saying he's on penalties over over Salah. But he had just joined. And wasn't there. Him. Yeah. And I've just got this whole feeling that obviously he's their number nine. Um, you know, he's becoming a bit of a cult hero. Um, his penalty record's good. It's like 13 out of 13. You know, he scored two this season. Obviously, one was in like the little Euro Europe competition, um, and then the other one was obviously um, in South America in injury time. So I, I'm convinced he's going to be on penalties. I know there's a lot of people that think McAllister's going to be. Some people were trying to say Trent would be. Um, obviously, Trent's now injured this Trent's week. Not, it's going to be McAllister. At least my guess. If you were to ask me to bet on who takes the pens, because my in the FA Cup game, the Carabao Cup game, what yep. I saw was McAllister took over set pieces. Obviously, not pens. We didn't get one. They didn't get one. <laughs> but free kicks, corners, both sides corners. McAllister has said, "Look, I'm the delivery guy." Um, so that makes me think that. He's also the deputy for pens, but I have no basis for saying that. Just like you have little. No, for, it's, for it's both. Thing. Yeah, it's both personal opinion. It's just, yeah, I just feel like him being. I mean, it's it, again, it's all opinion. It's narrative. It's. Um, but I just think him being, you know, he's the he's the number nine. I think they want him to score goals. Obviously, um, he and also just I think last night convinced me even more the fact they looked. I mean, I must admit, I've only watched highlights of the second half because I was watching the Traitors. Um, but I watched the first half and it was, you know, it was it was poor. And obviously yeah. Darwin's come on, he's changed the game. I think it was 0.75 XG he put up. He got two assists, albeit one of them being very lucky. Um, the misses he had, I mean, it was just, they were good saves. Good pick. Good pick. I mean, there's, honestly, um, these are the only two doubts, that pens and minutes. Because, and let me give you the minutes argument. Now, he didn't start yesterday, but that was because he had cramps. So yeah. he's very much first choice. But you still have Elliot who keeps starting on the right. Now, let's assume that that experiment is finished, right? You still have Jota, Gakpo, Diaz, and Darwin. Four people. So it's a, it's Bournemouth. They are a fast counter-attack team. I don't think all four play. If it was a home game against a Luton, then I think all four can play. So three will play. When the three were playing... You could have Jota playing through the middle, Darwin left, Diaz right. We've seen that mm -hmm. in the past. We've seen uh, Gakpo play in the middle, Darwin right, Diaz left. So depending on Jota starting or Gakpo starting, it could mean that... Like, I'm not seeing a scenario in which Darwin starts through the middle because who will play on the left? Diaz? Who plays no, I think you're right. I think he will start on the start on the left. So does that change your view at all if he's not playing through the middle? It still doesn't. It's, it's the numbers. And to be honest, I don't think it's that logical a pick because there's two players who are absolutely nailed. Um, but I just feel, I think I'm very confident on the penalties and then minutes wise, I just want to see him on the pitch. And the fact that he was due to start yesterday, because obviously when I saw he didn't start, I was like, oh, that's a bit worrying. You know, 10, 10 days before the next game. But the fact he had cramps, um, you know, after a tough game, you know, a, a few days before, that makes me think he's just going to start the Bournemouth game. And maybe it's not as not as simple as that. And yet, I probably think he does start through the down the left. But then, you know, Jota could go off. I get, I suppose it's who comes on for him. You know, at some point, Darwin could end up through through the middle as well. Yeah. No. Look, I think. Yeah. And also, it's and I know you touched on this on the wire, but it's quite that we looked at captains last week and they looked incredible. Like we had Salah at home to Newcastle. We had Alvarez. Um, that was Sheffield United. Oh, it seems like so long. That was Sheffield United. Those captains from last week seem so much better, and models would agree with this as well. Absolutely. Um, seem so much better than this week. This this feels like you're not picking between much. Like if it goes yeah. wrong, how wrong can it go? And obviously, I know Palmer's just put up 18 points, 
but that was far beyond anyone's expectations. Um, even, you know, those of us that were very, you know, cocky or happy um, that we started him, um, it, no one expected 18 points because the only person I saw captain him did it by accident. <laughs> Look, I think this, this is the biggest argument to go for a Darwin or in the chat, Zvan is saying, should I do a Stupinian? Look, in the models, if you were believing the models last week, as uh, as Rich alluded to, people were expected, you know, Alvarez, Salah, they were close to eight, nine points expected in that particular game because it was a good game. It was a home game. You were expected to do better, score more goals in terms of expected XG in the game. This game week, not a single player is above six points, expected six points. So yes, FPL happens, luck happens, one could score 12, one could score two, but the point is the delta should not be so high. One could get an assist, one could get a goal with a couple of bonus. So you're basically your variation should be about five, six points. That too is a stretch because if expected points is six, then it should not really be that, but one could blank, one could get a return. So if, the, if you wanted a punt, if you wanted a pick this week, then I think there's no bad pick. So Darwin, for that reason, makes it for me. Let's talk about the people who are making, I don't want to say sensible. Sen no, I was going to say sensible. I, I wouldn't want to talk anyone into joining me. It's just, I feel like it's a three-way three, three -way flip between Darwin, Saka and Palmer. And I think because I have Darwin, I'm I'm going to go. It's a gamble, basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it, not basically, it is a gamble. So my thinking at the moment between Saka and Palmer is Chelsea played on Tuesday. Fulham played on Wednesday. They mm -hmm. play each other on the early kickoff on a Saturday. So the argument that Fulham will be tired because they played on Wednesday, well, Chelsea also played on Tuesday. So one more game, but it's an early kickoff, which again, Saka has the exact same early kickoff a week later. So that early kickoff, the, the fact that it's an early kickoff only matters in our head because it's early from an FPL deadline point of view. Saka doesn't know that the deadline was a week ago and Palmer doesn't know that the deadline was this week. So we need that we can remove from both sides of the equation. Although Saka probably does know because he plays FPL. But yeah, plays I, FPL. I get what you Maybe. mean. <laughs> He's sitting in Dubai or wherever they are and, and checking. Yeah. <laughs> Second thing, the opponents. So a lot of people have said, look, Fulham just played on a Wednesday night. They had to travel all the way up to Liverpool. And then now they have to travel back to London. Well, guess what? Crystal Palace have to play Everton on a Wednesday night which is basically the replay. They have to go all the way to Liverpool and then come back to London. So the travel is exactly the same. Now, the difference in my head is Saka is sitting and training in warm weather. They're basically collecting themselves. So he's not played as, as opposed to Palmer having played on Tuesday. So completely rested. So my minutes expectation for Saka, he's already 90, but I'm almost certain that he's going to get 90 minutes unless there's an injury between you know him having warm weather training or whatever or on the on the aeroplane so this is why i'm i'm of the mind that saka probably is a better captain but we're talking so small margins and by the way the other reason is i see more people captaining palmer and i talked about this in the wire that i just think i go for the other guy if they're both expected to score similar points maybe i get lucky maybe i get unlucky so that's why i'm on saka yeah it, it kind of reminds me that there was a close captain call between saka and kane last year um it was very very close Iron and Kane. yeah people who went yeah saka i mean he, that was his highest ever point score so obviously you can get the other way around can't you? you can get stung like those of us that captained i know you didn't but alvarez last last week for example it can work the other way yeah and then i guess the extreme mode would would be darwin but yeah I've, actually i do think part of it is and this sounds like a silly reason i can't pick between saka and palmer <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, look, going back to what uh, so Svan, we already answered your 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 question. If you go back five minutes um, on on Estupinian cap cap gross cap Estupinian, who you want, if you have conviction, you're not wrong by more than one or two expected points. So you know, go crazy if you have to, if you feel something. So uh, on Palmer, I do want to say. There's a reason with both not captaining him, but he's a perfectly good captain. He's a great captain. In fact, pop, contrary to popular theory that he played number nine and he didn't do well, he actually had amazing two big, big chances in the first half. So against Middlesbrough, Chelsea were fine as a team. But I, there's also this narrative that I have in my head. They were booed at the end of the FA Cup game. People are not behind Poch. So what does he do when he's 2-0 up? Does he go for 4-0 or does he go for... I need to protect this lead. Arsenal are going for the league. They have lost two in a row or three in a row now. They have they are coming off the back of a break. Can I see that game in some simulation? Not in not the likely one. Can I see it being a five nil? I can see an Arsenal game being a five nil. Again, this is my narrative in my head, maybe, but that's another reason why I'm just backing the Arsenal team more than the Chelsea team. Yeah, I I think if I was going to pick between them, I probably would at the moment lean towards Saka. But it wouldn't take me much to flip flip back the other way as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like yeah, that's why I am probably going Darwin. But I could honestly, it could be any of the any of the three. I don't think Alvarez is get really quickly. I guess out because we're about to hit an hour. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, if yeah, Harlem was ruled out of the game completely, well. would you yeah. chuck Alvarez in as a, another option or? I'm not hot on Newcastle away. I don't know. I just yeah, don't that. see more than two goals. So. And then you have to take into account if Haaland starts, who knows? If Haaland comes on on the 50th minute, who does he come on for? KDB comes on for someone. Too much uncertainty for me. KDB is a good point. Because, yeah, I was just saying if, if Haaland was like completely out of the squad. But I suppose you could still see that stuff. You'll never you? know that. Unless you hear tomorrow that Haaland is out of the game. Out of the game. Then maybe. Then maybe I'm with you that you could go there. I can't believe it's tomorrow. 6.15, isn't it? 6.15 tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Two super chats, Rich, before we go. Yeah. Super chats, just to make sure we've done those and then we better wrap so up. So the Heroic Doses um, has reminded us twice about the super chat, So, but thank you for that. Um, play Archer or use a second free on Trent to Est This is a great question. A lot of people are in this dilemma. I'm doing this because I have Chris Wood and I'm actually doing exactly this where I'm playing Chris Wood instead of doing a second transfer because I see the value of rolling the second transfer and holding Trent and Salah. Would you do the same for Archer? Do you know what I need to see? Because I know they just signed the old Stoke player. I need to see Neil's predicted lineup for Sheffield United. Because obviously Asula scored, what was it, a brace in the FA Cup. You'd oh. imagine Archer starts. Let's work with the premise that Archer starts. So he does have Archer on the left, at the, although this was updated on the 2nd of January. So yeah, if, if Archer starts... Oh, but then it does depend because you could have a move that could set you up further down the line. As in, you could do a hit that's bringing in a doubler or potential doubler. There's no, no problem there. playing Archer though, is there? I mean, you could roll him out if you no if you confidently starts. I'm gonna say do the trend to a stupid end. I think I don't think Archer is there's enough upside there. You're you're losing some points on the you're leaving some points on the table. Is there enough difference between Wood and Archer? At least in my head there is, but maybe I'm wrong. So, but then what if Trent's back next week and you want to get Trent back? You have to say goodbye. Whoever you're selling to, if you're selling Salah this week or Trent this week, you have to say goodbye to them for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. Potentially goodbye even for the double. You have to be prepared for that. I'd want to see the whole team. 
I really would want to see the whole team. I don't know if he wants to send us a DM, the heroic doses, um, and we'll try to help yeah. uh, by looking at the whole team. Second one, I have to see where it is. David Toft. If oh, you didn't own Richarlison, get him or Foden. Yeah, what do you think of Richard? You don't own Richarlison. Yeah, I've got Richarlison. Oh yeah, you do. Okay. Yeah, oh, we do yeah, I've got Richarlison. Um, and it's it's because I, I was thinking about this and. I, I think, I mean, I'm really happy, like I said, with Palmer, Saka, Richarlison. I know there's some worries about Werner signing, you know, but I think just looking at the numbers of Richarlison, we looked at them on, on Scoutcast, and obviously he's not, you know, the best finisher in the world. Um, I, I'd want Richarlison, I really would. But then again, it goes back to being team dependent, because if you need some fancy plan to have, you know, the Salah, Haaland, Trent, all of those in that potential double... But then you're going for Foden anyway, aren't you? So you're getting the doubler. I think I'd prioritise Richarlison. You can always go back for Foden nearer the time. I, I I would agree with that. Now, we both have Richarlison. So again, I'm not very comfortable telling people bias, to buy my yeah. players. Uh, but I I just think the guy is playing up front in, in good fixtures. People are worrying about this potential blank in Game Week 26 too much. Look at the fixtures around that. And look at the fixtures after that. Maybe you come to a situation where he's okay. He's still playing, even though Madison is back and Sun is... Werner is not a nail starter. He's going to come and fix the issues now. And by the way, people were thinking that he could Werner could take his place. Lo Celso is out. So clearly, the front four is going to be Richarlison up top, Werner on the left, Kulusevsky behind, and Brendan Johnson on the right. That's it. That's, that's going to be the... They don't have anybody else. So minutes, for me, are slightly lower because Werner is back or Werner has been signed, but they're not that much lower. And I still think he's on pen. So yeah, I mean, he's a good pick. we are biased, but the, I remember the whole reason we bought them was because Son was going to the Asia Cup and then he was going to be playing up front on, on penalties. And he's a lot cheaper than Foden as well. Hmm. So and I think it's going to be the time of year where you probably, you can bring in players and then you might sell them, you know, a couple of weeks later. I mean, it's not ideal, but I think that's the situation we're in. And then Richarlison's a lot cheaper as well. I mean, let's put it this way. Who would you have? I think I guess you'd have both on a wild card. But because I go back to, I have to stick to my advice of if two players are so similar, go for the cheaper one because, you know, one may become more... Man United is a worse team than Newcastle. I'm sorry to say. I mean, I'm a fan and I still say that. Despite Newcastle looking weaker, we are also fairly open. We do give up big chances. And Richarlison gets big chances. He scores one out of three, but that's fine. He'll well, get yeah, three. Cheaper, on pens... And he's more of a talisman than Foden. Because, I mean, Foden's like XG is not incredible. It's just he plays for City and he's obviously he's a great player and you're going to be involved um, in, a, in a lot of goals. But Richarlison feels like the... Well, with Son, with Son not there as well, um, yeah, he feels like the talisman. If anyone's going to score, and I'm sure... I, I haven't looked at the, the betting odds, but I'm sure the, the betting odds would, would back that up as well. Yeah, and he may get a couple of weeks with Madison back. You could have Werner not playing and then... Uh, you know, basically Madison playing just behind Richarlison. That may impact penalties, so pros that and could. cons, but True. he's still a better player. True. I love this next one and the last one. Yep. <laughs> João Pedro, captain, am I crazy? <laughs> and no. join join his league. Uh, no. No, I, 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 honestly, I, th I think you're right. I'm glad you, glad you said that. It's, it's, it's not, not crazy. Because it's so open for captain this week, isn't it? So like we said, I think is between him and Tony are the two biggest upside captaincies. Is that is that fair? Maybe Tony's away game, but uh, João Pedro's home. Wolves they scored six last season, or was it the season before, where they beat Wolves six 0 at home? 
Oh, was that uh, Wolves? Was there a better team? Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. Where Solly March was benched. I remember. I had March. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yes, yes. No, I remember. I remember. Not, not that past games matter, but yeah, um, it's a good game. Jao Pedro should start. Um, a lot, all of the Brighton fans I've spoken to are are high on Jao Pedro. The manager has said that he should be starting him more. Those were his quotes. So he's a good pick and, and a good captaincy shout. Yeah, I like it. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. I'm kind. Do you know what? I'm kind of glad I sold him now because yeah. Although I'd probably feel more confident about Pedro captain than than Darwin, I and would say so. and we I shouldn't would say so. base captains on when they play. But it's the last game of the game week, so you've got that hope. <laughs> I wanted Pascal Gross as well. Just having a guy on the last. I might still change my mind. Let's see. Just like your Salah captaincy, that was the last game of the last game week, wasn't it? No, there was the. The famous Ariola game as well. Oh, after. of course. Yes, of course, of course. Anyway, we were going to try and be short to like half an hour or so, Praz. And we just had so much to talk about. <laughs> no, so I could keep going. People won't have time to catch up with all of it, but that's all right. We got to speak for an hour. Yeah, yeah. No, I enjoyed it, and I'm sh- I'm not sure when we're next back. I assume next Thursday. Although there's there's no deadline for two weeks, so is there? We'll see. We might do an off season like off thursday some other night we might do something yeah let's see what we can do um but yeah thanks everyone for joining remember to like and subscribe and i need to get planning again after this conversation praz but it's been fun all right right, everyone take care thanks rich thanks